0: Hello everyone, my name is John and welcome to episode 9 of the Tech Leader Pro podcast. Today I'm going to discuss with you how you need to believe in what you are selling in order to appear credible. Before we begin, I would like to briefly mention our sponsor, 5.today, which is the ideal product to help busy tech leaders to manage their day. 5.today is a highly secure personal productivity application designed to help you to manage your priorities more effectively by focusing on the five most important tasks you need to achieve each day. A goal is to help you keep track of all of your tasks, notes and journals in one beautifully simple place, which is highly secure via end-to-end encryption. Visit the URL 5.today to sign up for free. And now let's get on to our topic without further interruption. In the software engineering field, in particular with engineers themselves, sales has a bad reputation. I think this is because engineers have seen some sales guys in the past overcommit on a project with a customer that the engineers then had to somehow deliver upon. This is a shame when someone feels this way because the reality is sales is a necessary skill for all of us to have in order to have some positive influence on those around us. Whether we like it or not, we are all sales guys. We all have to convince someone to hire us, someone to love us, someone to trust us but we cannot achieve any of this until we can sell our skill set as desirable. Sales skills have universal application. Since time began, that has remained a fundamental truth. So if we all agree that sales skills are useful, then we should get good at it. In the rest of this podcast, I will present my strongly held belief that you cannot successfully sell anything, any idea, a product, or indeed your personal skills until you fully believe in what you are selling. So let's begin. When we believe in something completely, we no longer have any doubt about that topic. Doubt in a sales engagement is fatal. If your audience feels that you are in some doubt about what you are presenting, their confidence in you will be diminished and you will start to lose your credibility. Suppose, for example, you are trying to convince your teammates to follow a certain process. You need to build a set of compelling arguments for that process by showing the problems with the old process and showing how your new process will address those issues. As you are presenting your case, your teammates, who are smart and well-versed on the old process, will start to challenge your arguments. So you must be ready for this by having your answers ready and having no doubts about your proposal. If a colleague finds a gap in the new process and exposes it, you may find your confidence draining and doubts can start to creep in. It is at this exact moment that you will win or lose your case. If you strongly believe in the new process, you will confidently defend against arguments. In your mind, you cannot see it failing. You must remain convinced before you can convince them. If you went into your presentation without that 100% commitment to your new process, your confidence will crumble upon your arguments being challenged. You cannot convince anyone if you yourself still have doubts. To be a successful salesperson, you need to be a zealot. According to the dictionary, a zealous person is, quote, marked by fervent partisanship for a person, a cause, or an ideal, filled with or characterized by zeal. To be truly convincing, you need blind belief in what you are selling. If you look at any of the product launch videos by Steve Jobs of Apple on YouTube, you can see a real master at work. Did Steve worry about the competition when he got on stage? Did he worry that his laptop, phone, or tablet was not the greatest? Hell no. Steve was completely convinced that his products were the best, and he was there to convince you of the same. Steve was a zealot, a preacher, a master salesperson, and with the power of his will and charisma, he built a multi-billion dollar company. Seriously, go and watch his product launch videos on YouTube. You can learn a lot as they are amazing. Another misplaced emotion that can occur when we think about sales is shame. In particular with engineers, I find they feel a lot of shame around selling something, is if they are being boastful when they feel they should be humble. Let me be direct on this and say that this is simply wrong. There should be zero shame selling anything. Engineers need to realize that without that sales guy that they may have looked down on in the past, their company would have no revenue to pay that engineer's salary, and the product that engineer had worked so hard on to build would get used by nobody. If you are a software engineer listening to this, Remember that sales guy who is presently hassling you for estimates for their prospect is actually your friend as they are out there selling your product against stiff resistance in the marketplace and helping to feed you and your family in the process. Cut them some slack. Their job is a lot harder than you realize. Under normal circumstances, I would advocate that you should simply present the facts during your presentations. For sales presentations, however, the facts are not enough. Sales are as much about feelings as they are about facts. You need to make your audience feel good about your product or your message and ideally send them away afterwards feeling excited. Simply turning up and reading a list of product features is not enough. When you sell, you are selling the future vision as well as the present facts. Let me give you a real example. When my wife and I bought our house, the present facts were that we were staring at a hole in the ground not a single piece of construction work on the house had begun. However, the sales guys brought us to a nearby show house that was a close replica of ours and showed us brochures of the final design we would receive, along with renderings of what the surrounding landscape gardens would look like. But simply, he sold us on the future vision, got us excited about that and built enough trust in us to get us to put down a deposit there and then. We could envision ourselves living in that house. People can buy into a vision based upon an emotional response to a good pitch. Are they willing to delay their gratification until that promise is delivered upon? The best salespeople are storytellers. For hundreds of thousands of years, human beings have been gathered around fires while telling each other's stories. Often those stories led to new information about where to find the best hunting grounds or where is a good spot to fish. Put simply, we are hardwired to tell stories and hardwired to listen to the good ones in case we would otherwise miss an opportunity. When you are selling something or an idea, it is best to place yourself in the mindset of a storyteller. You want your story or pitch to have an introduction that builds the drama. This is often referred to as the hook. You would use that to draw in your audience. You can imagine around a campfire in the past, audience members physically drawing closer so they can listen in on the drama unfolding. Next in the middle, you will want to present the main point you are trying to make. This is your central message, where your solution will solve the problem presented in the drama section before. Here, you must make a compelling set of arguments. Finally there is the conclusion. Here you can summarise your message by highlighting the key points that you want your audience to take away. Remember human beings have limited short-term memory, so in most cases they will only remember four to six key points from your presentation you must ensure that these are the right ones. Not everyone is a natural storyteller, and there are personal and cultural implications in your background that can affect this ability. But I am convinced that with practice and with studying from the masters, you can learn and improve this skill. I have met many professional salespeople, and I have never met an effective one who had not mastered the art of storytelling. Some of them are so charismatic and funny, they can entice any audience in any setting often in such a natural way that the audience barely notice that they are being effectively sold something, as they are too busy being entertained. If someone can be both entertained and convinced at the same time, they will keep on coming back for more, and you will succeed in selling to them. So let's recap what we covered today. Firstly, we made the case that in order to be good at selling something, you have to firmly believe in what you are selling. Whether we like it or not, we are all sales guys. We all have to convince someone to hire us, someone to love us, or someone to trust us. As we must sell, we might as well get good at it. In order to get good, you must have zero doubt in your mind about what you are selling. If you have doubts, your arguments will not stand up to scrutiny. Your belief in what you are selling must be zealous. Like a preacher, you are already convinced about your message, and must now simply convince your audience. Look to masters like Steve Jobs for examples to follow. You must have zero shame about selling. We all have to eat, and you are no different. There is nothing wrong in promoting your skills or your product in order to put food on the table of your family. If you suffer from it, drop the shame, as it is not rational. Remember, when you were selling, you are not just selling the present facts, but also the future vision. It is perfectly acceptable to sell the promise of some future product vision that has not been implemented yet. This happens all of the time in venture capital investment rounds, for example, when seeing seed funding. Finally, we discuss the fact that human beings have been telling each other stories for thousands of years, and we are hardwired to listen for selfish reasons, as we do not want to miss an opportunity. When you are selling, you are telling a story. Build a drama at the beginning, explain the main message in the middle, and summarize the key takeaways at the end. If you stick to that simple format, you cannot go too wrong. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I look forward to covering the next topic in the series with you soon. In the interim, if you want to follow me online, you can find my blog at techleader.pro or follow me on Twitter at techleaderpro. Thanks for your time, take care, and have a great week.